What's up, everybody? I'm Caitlin. And I'm Nick. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Breath today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host come into our studio, uh, read a chapter on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or the radio. Yeah. And if you would like to find out more information about East Coast in general, you can go to our website. That is eccc.us or download our app. Yeah. Let's get into the chapter. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, what's up and welcome to Morning Breath. I'm Matt and this is Jessica, your drive time devotion, sure to... Jumpstart your day. Got him. Let's go. And we're saved this time. Yeah, and by the way, we are on YouTube as well. If you listen to this on the radio or our podcast, we, me and you only though, and it's Monday show. Yeah, it's fun. So I'm a little out of breath because we just played ping pong. <laughs> Yeah. We may or may not have footage of that, but... Um, you won one, I won one. It's 1-1 one, one right now, so... And we'll we have... brought it to 12-12 both yeah. times. Yeah. We played to 11. You were beating me like 5-1 to one both times, mm-hmm. and then I came back like I do. <laughs> <laughs> and beat you the first time, and then you beat me the second time, and yeah. I'm still like, I can't believe I lost. Shaken. Okay, sh- I am shaken. Okay. Well... Awesome. Um, What's if, new with you? It's September. What is the date? We're in the middle of our reset series, which really encourage you. Um, we are really just talking about prayer so much. Um, we're there's a week of prayer we just ended actually, mm-hmm. um, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, but we have prayer teams that are meeting at the church. We'd love for you to be a part of it. We're building up our behind the scenes prayer team, our intercessor prayer team. They meet on Sunday mornings at every location. They're meeting, they're growing, and we would love for you to be a part of that. If you've got a heart for prayer, if uh, you really want to just reset um, how you think and how you're acting in this season to experience God, what is today's date actually? September 13th. Pastor Dan is preaching this Sunday. Yay, so cool. That's amazing. That's awesome. So come for that. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Cool. What else is new? That was a lot of new things. That was a Do lot you of have new, any things. new things. It's your birthday coming up. <laughs> 17 days. That's uh, not new, but it does come every year, you know, as birthdays do. Well, my 42nd birthday will be new. Yeah. So. And you're just getting better with age. Like cheese? Like a fine wine. <laughs> just more expensive. I don't think some cheese. Yeah, you do. Like fine wine just gets expensive and yes. elitist. And cheese that's what I am. gets smelly. Well, that's good. I no. love a good smelly cheese. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I was trying to give you a compliment. You turned it to smelly cheese. That's awesome. Um, let me think of what else is up. Our question. So if you have a question for us that you want us to answer, sometimes we answer silly questions. Sometimes we answer serious questions. Whatever you give us, we will answer. So you can... Um, within reason. Within Good reason. Lord. Of course. I <laughs> imagine our audience is smart. So, Yeah. You know, we won't answer anything crazy, but we will answer most anything. And we don't have questions unless you give them to us. So you can um, send them into Facebook, Instagram. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook message, East Coast. Follow East Coast Christian Center on the Facebook message. Well, and you can follow our name, Matt and Jessica. Yeah, and you can send, and, and we might eventually see your things. I always forget to check Facebook Messenger, and I have stuff in there for like a month, and then I have to apologize. And so do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. You went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but just if forget. you message our East Coast page, there's like four or five people. And they're on that. it, they're on it all day, every it's day. It's amazing. We have such a good team. Yay, East Coast. Uh, if you don't have a church, come to our church. But if you do have a church, go to that church and pour in and serve and be a part of it. Dive in. We need um, 
to foster community in this season. I think more than ever before, we yeah. there's such an ease to isolate. There's such a temptation to isolate. Shut down, close yep. down. Yeah, it's just we have to fight against that. We have to act- actually actively fight against it. So your message from like the end of August or middle, it was like August 21st, 22nd. Um, on, it was still in our on the big screen. It was movie night. And it was so good about like the answer is surrounding you, but you have to participate participate and actively grab a hold of the answer. Yeah. So watch the message, find out the answer. Okay, so our question for today is from my good friend, Michelle Davies. And she asked, who is, out of us, who is the spender and who is the saver? I am the spender right now. Right now? Do you think? Mm-hmm. I have not been the spender. <laughs> we were both savers, yeah, actually. Yeah, we are. We like, are. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's actually hard for me to spend money on myself. Mm-hmm. It's easier to actually say, hey, well, why don't you go buy some clothes? Or, hey, let's go buy this together. Let's buy yeah. this as a family. It's hard for me to actually just go spend money on myself. And the yeah. only reason why I do spend money on myself is because we budget it out. Right. Like, we talked about this last week, but Dave Ramsey. That was two we weeks have, ago, yeah. Was it two weeks? Mm-hmm. We have we use Dave Ramsey budgeting, and we each have our own uh, spending that builds up. So we spend on whatever we want. We get an allowance. And you don't even use your spending account, which I think you should give that to me. <laughs> you should not be able to see what my spending account is. Why? So you don't want it. <laughs> I'll buy you something. I'll buy you an, a new black shirt. <laughs> That's my wardrobe for morning breath. I know. It's awesome. You look good in black. Thanks. That's your favorite color. Black don't crack. That's is what I black say. a color? That's another question Absolutely. for another day. Mm-hmm. Some people Definitely. would say it's not. Well, then they're not realizing what pigment is. Okay. So you got to look cool. at pigment or light. That's and another, pigment is a color. It's another show, I, I think. I know, because it's my favorite color. <laughs> so spender or saver, I would say we definitely have both been savers since we started Dave Ramsey like 12, 11 or 12 years ago. And again, we read the book Total Money Makeover and we did what it said. And We it, did what it said. It, it, we said, what do you simple. do, Dave Ramsey? And he said this and, and we, we did said, that. And we said, yeah, and that's it. And it's helpful. And uh, we, I, you know, I'd love to. I think one day. We're doing it. We're going to take our entire church through we're Financial Peace it. University. Maybe actually this year. Yeah. I think it'll be really helpful. Start a new year fresh with budgets. We and did this about three years ago as a church. And we saw oh, we did some small groups, 100, yeah. 100 people go through mm-hmm. it. It was powerful. Oh, good. That means we'll have all those people to help Come lead on, this lead one. Group. Yeah, let's go. Cool. All right. That'll be fun. Thanks, Michelle, for asking I don't think we really answered. We're both savers and he's more I of a spender. It was Mawa. Me. Mawa. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Moana. Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. So we're in 2 Samuel chapter 6. And I will read. Pray for me for all these crazy words. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all those who were with him to Baal Judah. In parentheses, Kiriath Jerim. Like, why does a hyphenated word need another hyphenated word? To bring up from there to Jerusalem the Ark of God, which is called by the name, the very name of the Lord of hosts, who dwells enthroned above the cherubim. They placed the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio 
sons of Abinadab were leading the new cart. So they brought it with the Ark of God from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Ahiah was walking in front of the Ark. Meanwhile, David and all the house of Israel were celebrating and dancing before the Lord with all kinds of instruments made of fir or cypress wood, with lyres and harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. When they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out with his hand to the Ark of God and took hold of it because the oxen stumbled and nearly overturned it. A bad move. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his irreverence, and he died there by the ark of God. David became angry and grieved and offended because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah, and that place has been called Perez Uzzah, which means outburst against Uzzah to this day. So David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? David was unwilling to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David with him. Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. So the Ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household family. Now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the Ark of God. So David went and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with rejoicing and gladness. And when those who were carrying the Ark of the Lord by its poles had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. What's a fatling? I want to know what that is. It's an insult. And David was, don't ever call me. <laughs> or a compliment. Like you're so little, like a little, like a ling. Fatling fat with a PH. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and David was dancing before the Lord with great enthusiasm. And David was wearing a linen ephod, a priest's upper garment. So David and all the house of Israel were bringing the Ark of the Lord up to the city of David with shouts of joy and with the sound of the trumpet. Then as the Ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, David's wife, looked down from the window above and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she felt contempt for him in her heart because she thought him undignified. They brought in the Ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent, which David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. When David had finished offerings, the burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts armies and distributed to all the people, the entire multitude of Israel, both to men and women, to each a ring shaped loaf of bread, a cake of dates and a cake of raisins. Then all the people departed each to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. But his wife, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious and distinguished was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself and stripped off his kingly robes in the eyes of his servants maids like one of the riffraff who shamelessly uncovers himself. That was like probably her tone. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord that I did this, who chose me above your father and all his house to appoint me as ruler over Israel, the people of the Lord. Therefore, I will celebrate in pure enjoyment before the Lord. Yet I will demean myself even more than this and be humbled, abased in my own sight and yours as I please. But by the maids whom you mentioned, by them I shall be held in honor. Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Ouch. <laughs> It's like such an ending. Ah. So um, a fatling is a fattened sheep. Oh, okay. Fatling. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just a funny word. <laughs> Don't ever call me that. <laughs> but with a PH, okay. it makes it all better. Yep, it does. So no insult. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but you're a fat leg. I mean, that's just how you say. <laughs> if you start anything with no offense, no offense, our daughter learned yeah. how to do that. Like she's so funny. Dad, I don't mean to be offensive right now, yeah. but your breath smells terrible. She did that the other day, literally. Like, <laughs> well, I, I did that to her the other day oh. because she had did that to me before. Okay. She, Dad, Payback. I don't want to be rude or offensive, but your breath smells terrible right now. Yeah. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. Right. I can receive that. Great. It's all in the way you uh, uh, like wrap it right with yeah. the great words so i'm gonna no start offense uh, but you're a fatling i just need you to know that <laughs> i'm moving on okay 
Okay, so I'm going to share my soap, which is scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And it is how I read my Bible. And I read one chapter and I, I pick one verse. So the verse I picked out of this chapter was verse seven. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah and God struck him there for his irreverence. And he died there by the ark of God. Not a really uplifting verse, but I read in my um, Amplified Translation of the Bible with um, Joyce Meyer's commentary, and she wrote this. Um, she said, Uzzah disobeyed God by touching the ark, and as a result, he was killed. I believe that Uzzah reached out to steady the ark because it had been kept in his father's house for a long time and had become familiar to him. We must not ever regard the holy as commonplace, but keep a reverent attitude towards sacred things like God's word, prayer, worship, and his presence, and not allow them to become so familiar that we dishonor them. We should always keep a sense of awe and wonder about the things of God. And that was just like really impactful to me because I have been in church um, my whole life since I was a little girl. I asked Jesus to come into my heart when I was five or six, and I've always, you know, I've had varying levels of closeness with the Lord and, and intimacy with my relationship with him. But I have, I have been around worship and prayer and God's presence and all of these things my whole life. And I think when there's a temptation, or actually is a verse in the Bible that says familiarity breeds contempt, and it's talking about communion. So when we take communion and we're remembering the sacrifice of Jesus, remembering that his body was broken for our healing and his blood was poured out for our forgiveness and redemption. We can do that so often, especially when you've been a believer for your whole life, that it can become familiar and then commonplace. Yeah, and, and even to contempt. Yes, familiarity you actually contempt. See people, you actually see people do that with church. Mm -hmm. They get so familiar with church that they end up having contempt for yep. the, the blessed environment that they're in. Yeah. And they're just like, this This place ain't deep enough. Like, and all this stuff like that. And yeah. it's just like, the, that's familiarity coming out of you. That is not a product of your your passion and for the Lord. And this is not a product of what's happening at this church or any church. And I'm going to just tell you, I hate to do this or say this, but you know, if you're a person that bounces from church to church to church to church, you're letting familiarity for, for God keep you going to the next church, the next church, the next mm -hmm. church. Like you got to press in. Yeah. Like if you want to grow in faith, you got to be rooted in a church. You yeah. got to get planted in a church. Yes. Those who are planted in the house of God will fly flourish in the courts or something. <laughs> I forget all the exact words. Flourish but you got to be planted to flourish. Somewhere. You have to be, it's a, it's, think about a plant. A plant has to be planted. It can't be uprooted every time. It has to have time to dig down its roots and, and be planted and be rooted. So <laughs> we had a get, we almost had a guest. Okay. <laughs> so this was the verse that I chose and because I, I read that life point that Joyce Meyer wrote in this my Amplified translation, and I my application was just keep things holy as reverent, and that actually requires um, thinking about it. It requires work. I just read Christine Kane's book, her newest book called "How Did I Get Here," and she talks all about drifting. And she talks about this one time where she threw down her anchor, but she didn't. Um, she was in a boat with her husband, and he said, "Throw down the anchor." So she did it, but she didn't check to see that the anchor actually stuck on the ground, and it didn't. And so they they actually both fell asleep and took a nap, and they drifted. And they it was that then it was so a storm, dangerous. and it was like the Aegean Sea near Greece, and it was like super dangerous. Her her book is really really good, and I recommend it. But what she says about drifting is that what does it take to drift? 
nothing. And I believe that that is our relationship with God, our our view of the church, our perception of things that are holy, the, the gift that the word of God is to us. When you see what's going on in Afghanistan and you're seeing Christians targeted for believing in Jesus or possibly having Bibles and all these other things that we take for granted every day, that I have multiple Bibles in my house and I'm free to walk around with it. I'm free to talk about it on the radio or on YouTube. Like those are the things that you actually have to try and um, be aware of, to be thankful for and grateful for mm-hmm. and, and, and revere, mm-hmm. right? It was because uh, Uzzah was struck down because of his irreverence. Mm. Isn't that so powerful? Yeah. I want to bring up something else about this. Um, here's what's really this is going to be some good news because this is a tough, tough little part of the Bible. It's like the guy goes to touch the ark to protect it because it's falling right. off of an oxen cart, right? Stumbling and he dies. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah. Just happened. Yeah. There are a lot of good reasons why, which you mentioned some of them, but I want to talk to you about God's wrath and God's presence. In the Old Testament, God's wrath and God's presence was all found in this thing called the Ark of the Covenant. And it was this amazing gold like treasure chest almost with like angels covering it. All this, It was incredible. Was the guy who made it, crafted it, filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes. Um, I can't think of his I name right now. It starts with a B. But he... Um, So anyway, it was found in the Holy of Holies, and it got stolen by the Philistines. It's being returned now. David's returning it, and all this stuff is really great. Um, But God's wrath and God's presence, they were equally used in the Old Testament. The wrath of God and his presence, there was no... It was like, you mess up, you get his wrath. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you listen, you get his presence. Here's where the wrath of God lives in the New Testament. On Jesus. Mm. Jesus came, and we, uh, Thessalonians says it, for God did not point us to suffer wrath, but receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus comes, and he separates God's wrath from God's presence in terms of what we get to experience. Mm -hmm. So the wrath of God for your sin, the wrath of God even for you treating him as commonplace Mm -hmm. in the church. Is on Jesus, not on us. Wow. Where do we get, what do we get? We get his salvation. That's so good. Jesus, in, in, first, in first Thessalonians 1.10, it says, And to wait for the Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Wow. God's wrath is still there, and it's just as strong. Now, where is his presence at? Jesus didn't take his wrath and take his presence. Mm. He actually took the wrath and gave us his presence. Come on, somebody. Come on, shout a praise if you love Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, right? Come on. Like, I'm about to preach up in this place. Like, he takes the wrath and gives us the presence. Yeah. We have the Holy Spirit who is with us every single day. He protects us from the enemy. And Jesus shields us from the wrath. And God's wrath is real. Yeah. And it's poured out on sin. Yeah. Will you preach about this? Come on. That's so good. I will. I I love preaching about that because people get so confused. Yeah. When they read the Old Testament, they see the wrath of God. And some people are like, yeah, but God is, even in the Old Testament, he wasn't, he wanted to have wrath. He was just a loving God. I was like, I'm just like, no, you got to understand. It's still there. Yeah. His wrath is there. He's, he is, 
he has a high sense of justice. Mm -hmm. As much as he is love, he is also justice. Yes. And it's wrath, a... justice, wrath follows justice. Yeah. You, you know, to a fully just law, if you disobey it, you are convicted and condemned. Mm -hmm. And this is another great thing to talk about too. We are convicted of our sins, uh, which means that when you're convicted of a crime, you're told that you're guilty. You sentenced, are guilty. Right? Mm -mm. No. Not sentenced. You're sentenced by being condemned. You're sentenced to life in prison. You're yeah. sentenced. That's where condemnation comes into play. The sentence was placed on Jesus. Your conviction, you're convicted guilty. Now your sentencing is when you're sentenced to two months in jail, mm -hmm. house arrest, whatever. Our sentence is the condemnation. Jesus took the condemnation That's on the so cross. That's so good. That's really good. So David's reaction to this. Now remember in verses like five and six, he was like playing the tambourine and the castanet and the cymbal. And they're super excited because they're bringing the presence of God back to the rightful place in Jerusalem where it's supposed to be. And then this thing happened with Uzzah and it says, verse eight, David became angry and grieved and offended because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah. And then it said in verse nine, he was afraid of the Lord that day. And then he chose not to bring, he basically aborted his mission. Like because this thing happened, he looked at God with fear. He looked at him like maybe that was unfair. Like, why would you do that? It was kind he of a, got it offended. Was like a wake up call too. Yeah. Like it was like, this is serious. This, you know, my presence is to be, um, you're there, supposed to follow the There was the very specific ways you were meant to carry the right. ark with poles actually through the rings that were on the side of the ark. Yeah. And the priests were to carry those. Which it says later, they when did. they were carrying <laughs> it in with the poles, they're like, they're, like, read, oh, yeah. they're like, read the manual and actually listen. Yes. Obey the laws Follow of the God. instructions. Yeah. yeah. So in verse eight, again, he said he's angry and offended. He boarded his mission and he left it in this, in Obed-Edom's house. And it says, verse 11, that these people who had the presence of God in their house for three months were super blessed. And I love when it's like, and then David heard about that these guys were blessed. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's why I was doing all of this. And there's actually like, um, like um, blessing to cause and effect. There is, I was doing this. I'm going to have God's presence here. I'm going to honor it, revere it, like uplift it, follow the instructions that God gave us, be obedient. Obedience yep. is better than sacrifice, mm -hmm. and I'm going to bring it back to Jerusalem. So Obed-Edom got this, you know, like three-month extra blessing, which I think was awesome. But then I love how um, David was like, oh, I heard that he's getting blessed. And I was like, oh, back on mission, you know. And I just had the question of like, do we welcome and invite God's presence into our lives? Do we seek it out? Do we come to church and participate? And that, you know, a fully devoted follower of Jesus is someone who participates. You don't just come and you consume, you participate and you are a part of the church because the church is actually a body of people. And the body being, um, we're all parts, we're all members of the body, and then Jesus is the head. And so he is the direction, he tells us what to do, where to go, obedience. And then we are the ones who actually like, you're a finger and I'm a toe. And you know, like we are parts of the body and we are all needed. I gave you the finger and I gave myself a toe. That was really nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> I want to say something though. That was funny. Uh, yeah. um, or this as well, what you're saying. Are you participating? Well, how about have you participated in the past it didn't go very well. You kind of messed up. Yeah. You kind of... Or you got hurt. Your smaller group, small group fell apart or whatever. Or you got offended. Are you willing to come back? Yeah. Because David was willing to come back. Yeah. He recognized the blessing of God was there. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I tried the first time. That's a good point. 
didn't do good. So let me try again. Mm-hmm. I'll try again. Yeah. And maybe this time do it a little different. Yep. You know, we're not under the same laws that David was under with mm-hmm. God. We have a lot more mercy and grace. I we love actually have living on the side of Jesus. The spirit of the Lord, there's freedom. You know, yeah. in Moses, it says that right in there in Hebrews chapter four, they didn't have this freedom. Yeah. Like they had veiled faces when they saw, saw God. Like they couldn't see the Lord as we see him. We have unveiled faces. Like we can come to God without yeah. like something in front of us. And that's where the spirit of the Lord is. Or excuse me, that's where freedom is. We have it. Mm-hmm. Moses didn't have it. David didn't have it. Yeah. We have a better covenant. That's a really good point to just come back because although the church is a body of people, it is people and we are all humans. Most churches are, are down in attendance, in, in building and online. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you it's not being made for up online right now. Somewhere around 40% to 50%, most churches. Yeah. Seriously. It's time to come back because the enemy wants to keep you away. He wants to keep you isolated and your freedom is going to be found in the presence where two or three are gathered. If you're willing to go to Disney and Walmart and Publix and airplanes, then you should be willing to to come to church. We look forward to seeing you. No different. And we love you. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week. (laughs) You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. 
I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.